once again, it is time for Slow Your Roll back on a Monday. It's good to be doing this on Monday. It is April 25th, the last show of April, Mm. and hopefully it'll get warmer soon. (laughs) We we have an odd show. Well, we have a special. It's a special. Sure. Okay. It's special. It's the NFL draft. It's a short bus show. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. A lot of NFL draft stuff. We're going to talk a little Red Sox and Garrett Whitlock. Um, uh, Other than that, that's kind of it. Well, this is mostly draft. Pretty much all draft. This is the NFL preview special edition of Slow Your Roll. We're going to have Dan Lawrence on our back end and Larry calling in from South Carolina in a few to, uh, Give us their their uh, in their uh, opinions on the draft, how this is all going to lay out all these teams, where are some quarterbacks going to go, what are the Pats going to go? I think we kind of feel like we know what the Pats are doing in the first round. They're either yeah. I feel like they're taking I, I feel like they're taking a linebacker or they're going to you know to the much to the dismay of everyone in New England trade out of the first round like they so love to do for some reason. I, I could see that. Yeah, one hundred percent, I could see that. But anyway. Let's get this started, though, with the biggest news that there is right now in the Boston area, and that is the Celtics up three to nothing now on the Nets and looking to close out this series tonight. Even. Let's see if it happens. I, do, I, do you really think they're going to get swept? Because I don't. Um, no, that's fine. Um, anyway, <laughs> he's, we got him calling in right now. Uh, is he, is he, are we going to hear him right now? Listen, he's, he just hit me mid red. our guest. It's okay. Anyway, Celtics trying to close out the series. We will see where it goes. Um, do you think Brooklyn has any fight left? Cause I don't, uh, I'm sure they don't want to get embarrassed. Yeah. And if like, if that's where you got to go to get the one game and then you got to work on the next game, you got, you got to find something to fight for here. And I right. think they'll, I think if they don't want to be embarrassed, certainly not to the Celtics particularly Kyrie. Mm. So I, I, this is not going to be a cakewalk tonight. I don't expect it to be. I don't know, because I feel like they should have more fight than they've had. But anyway, here it comes to the big thing. KD left Golden State. He had a scuffle with Draymond Green. Draymond called him the B-word and called him soft. And guess what? At the end of the day, Draymond Green was right. 100%. Now, I know it sucks having to be a teammate with Kyrie hard and left and they got nothing else. So I know all the focus is on KD other than just Kyrie. But I have seen KD fold in the last two games like never before. What was he doing down 10, by the way, in the fourth quarter of the last game, joking with an opposing player, one of the Celtics players? They were joking about, I think, you know, KD's trying to say you fouled me or whatever. But casually smiling and joking with a Celtics player. Do you think LeBron would have done that? Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, any great basketball player, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Do you think they would have been joking with an opponent when they're about to go down 3-0 in the first round of a series? They left a, you know, title contending team because they wanted to prove that they were the best and they needed no one else. And you're about to get another early exit in the playoffs. That's the type of mentality that KD seems to have. And I think Draymond Green hit it right on the head. And, you know, oh, we won the MVPs when he was with Golden State. They don't win those games without KD. Maybe they don't win as many championships. But I'll tell you this right now. 
Golden State is better off without Kevin Durant than Kevin Durant is without Golden State. Golden State seems poised for another deep playoff run and maybe even a championship drafting amazing players. Wiseman's been productive and the big man, Jordan Poole, looking like he's about to become another NBA star. Golden State is better off without Durant than Durant is without Golden State. He decided that he wanted to go join forces with Kyrie Irving. We don't even need a coach. Did you remember when they said that like a year or two ago on a podcast? We don't really need a head coach. No, but if any sport, you don't really need a head coach. I feel it's basketball. No, you still need a coach. 100%. Uh, No, 100%. You still need a coach. Every dynasty has an elite coach. Even in the NBA, you need coaching. So, yeah, that is what KD is. Draymond Green put it right on the head. Uh, Draymond Green got it right from the start. KD is soft. 16 points. Did he finish with just 16 points last game? I know he was, he was down there for a long time. Completely a turnover mess in the second half of game two. He has folded when all the pressure was on him. He could hide at Golden State because he didn't have to be the leader. But Draymond Green, in the end, had it right of what the kind of player KD was. Anybody's thoughts on that? Uh, just Dan, what? you can come in. Oh, is this yeah. what we do now? Yeah. Huh? Our other guest isn't in yet, but but Dan Lorenzano's in the house now, by the way. We had to do it mid-rant. He knew what we were talking about, though, so it's okay. Well, the thing with, like, the KD thing, I think he's probably loving the fact that Kyrie is getting kind of all the attention and all the smoke Mm. from the media right now. He's kind of coasting under the radar. And, like, not to say he's getting no criticism because he's been pretty absent in this game. It's a turnover machine, or, excuse me, in the series, it's a turnover machine for these three games, but like I, he's probably just loving the fact that he is not the main center of attention right now. Mm. So that's why I think he's probably had that big smile on his face last game when they were down. Oh, when he was sitting there chatting out potato, acting yeah. like, it yeah, was, exactly. That's what I brought friends. Yeah. That's what I brought up about the soft. Part. Actually, I think, I think Durant has lost a lot of, I don't want to say respect, but this was the season. This was the playoff where he was supposed to be the best player in basketball. Mm. LeBron slowed down. He's destroyed his team. You know, maybe Giannis, but he's only had one or two great years so far. This was Durant's year to be the guy in the NBA, and he has choked so hard. I know we'll give uh, look. Give the Celtics defense some credit here. They have played fantastic. Oh, Tatum has shut Durant down. Right. It is just, it has been so great watching that. And yeah, Kyrie's taking some of the blame. You know, the con, what was the comment Kyrie made? Something like, oh, we haven't had enough time together this year to gel. And, it's been three years. <laughs> what? It's been three years. <laughs> so, no, this is, you know. <laughs> KD is going to, I don't know how this does not affect KD's legacy. Everyone talked about him being a top 10 player. Oh, I don't time. think, I don't think he has much of a legacy. After this. At, at this point, like, look, what, what, you if, like, what if Steph, what if Steph, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green win a title this year? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm, I didn't, I didn't want to criticize Durant too much when he left for Golden State because he wanted to win. He was sick of Russell Westbrook. I get all that. 
You went, you won. That's great. Instead of sitting there and staying, you went with Kyrie Irving, who I heard a great stat about him. He's been in the league for 11 years. Mm -hmm. Only four seasons has he played more than 60 games. Oh, my gosh. Which is awful. And you left for James Harden, who's now quit on two teams. <laughs> like, that's just mind-blowing to me that Durant, who's supposedly this basketball savant, <laughs> just does the dumbest thing in, ever. And to your point about, you know, I, coaches, you know, it's not like they're not important. You look at any dynasty, what, Phil Jackson, Red Auerbach. Um, Steve Kerr, you, Greg Popovich, you do need a great coach. And I think that's one of the things with LeBron that's always been an issue is he's kind of a coach killer. Remember when he went other to than, the, Other than Miami where he listened to Pat Riley. Right. And that was, he wanted to get rid of that Eric Spolstra at first. Yeah. But Pat Riley says, no, this is our guy. <laughs> Eric Spolstra has turned into a very good coach. Mm. His team has been to the final without LeBron, Bosch, and Wade now. And I'm glad you bring up the LeBron thing too, because when you think about it, didn't, how many, did he win two with Miami? Yep. So he won two with Miami at the place that he accepted the coaching. He has now won just one with Los Angeles and only won one in Cleveland. Right. So he's had more sustained success, dynasty sort of success at the place that he accepted the coaching. And you look at all like truly great players in history. You look at Jordan. Remember the last dance documentary? He left because they fired Phil Jackson. He realized this guy's an incredible coach. Why are we getting rid of him again? I don't want to lose this guy. Brady, if you put him, if you gave him truth, stuff, he would tell you a lot of his success as a coach. And hey, look, he already got his other coach, quote, fired after just winning a Super Bowl with him. So coaching matters, and I think great players realize how much it really matters. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought up the legacy thing, because like I said, especially if Golden State wins a title this year. I don't think Durant has much of a legacy. Or, or even like, okay, say Giannis goes and wins another title in Milwaukee of all places. He says, oh, I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to go be with friends and try to make a super team. Yeah. And if you have someone like that winning another title, what does that say about Durant? Mm. You formed your own super team and you won, what, a series in the playoffs? You won a playoff series. One. One playoff series. All right. So I think our guest, Larry Lorenzano from South Carolina, is in. Are you there? I think, he is. I think he might be. Okay. Okay. So I'm sure you knew where we were going with this opening. I know you heard part of that, but uh, the general gist is uh, Draymond Green was right about Kevin Durant, and he is not what I'm going to say Green called him. It was the B word, but we'll, we'll be nice and say soft. Yeah. You know, I, I read the other day you referring to quotes by Draymond and I did not read the original. So, so Draymond had some things to say recently that weren't um, too too kind to. Um, no, no, no. To, I'm talking about when they had the on the court fight before uh, KD left Golden State. Oh, that was a couple of years ago. Okay, yes. going back then. Yeah, okay, that's right. I forgot about that little spat. Yeah, Golden State, Golden State, Draymond and Steph. They're too well run and professional to be saying that thing to the media in the public. I like that. But anyone with uh, any ability to read words and lips knew exactly what Draymond called him uh, on the floor. And there had always been plenty of reports that KD was getting into fights with Draymond in the locker room already, too. So, yeah. 
the, the only problem with, with coming down too hard on, on Peggy with that is that, you know, Draymond, I don't think, is the easiest personality to get along with either. <laughs> probably, probably not. But when but Katie was in the perfect situation where he didn't have to be the leader. He just needed to do what he does best, which is just be talented and score. Steph is the emotional, commutative and everything leader. Everything goes through Steph Curry. He can be the buffer. But Durant didn't want to accept the fact that he wasn't running the show in Golden State. Yeah. And, you know, that the personality, the personality alignment in the, in the NBA is such a key thing, isn't it? With the, with the way these stars carry themselves, that everybody must know their place. And um, apparently KD did not know his place out there in, uh, in San Francisco. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely not. Which which is what makes Steph Curry so great is Curry is, quote, quote, the leader of that team. But he doesn't have to show it or do anything. Everyone knows that. I mean, all by example. Yeah, all by example with Steph. And Steph's literally coming off the bench in this latest playoff series because he knows he's not 100 percent. And he knows that the Splash Brothers, his fellow Splash Brother and Clay Thompson is going off. And the kid Jordan Poole is emerging and Steph while not completely healthy, doesn't want to take those looks and time away from that. Yeah, I just saw that third name. Is he, uh, what year is Poole in? Uh, Third year, I believe now. Third year. Did you know he went to college? I don't know him. I'm just curious. No, no. No. I I forget exactly where, but he's another like second round pick by Golden State. Yeah, G Leaguer something two years ago. G League two years ago. But this is is what that well-run organization does. Is he a backcourt guy or? Backcourt. Yeah. Okay. okay. He's a score. He's a score. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the NBA today that the, there's not much pivot play anymore. Is there? No, Golden State does a very nice job though of moving the ball around and passing. I know they do. I know, but they're one of the best when it comes up. So anyway, Larry Lorenzano in the house from South Carolina uh, to talk about the draft before we get into that um, mm-hmm. thoughts on tonight's matchup between the Celtics and the Nets. Do you guys think it's all over or do you think the Nets have any fight left and push back tonight? Well, you know, they, it's really sad. They're not going to get that terrific boost they expected with Ben Simmons. <laughs> Listen, you talk about personality, but I do think Ben Simmons next year is the piece Brooklyn needs to maybe go somewhere. Maybe, maybe. Okay, listen, Kyrie and Kyrie don't like to play defense. Ben does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that uh, some of Game Three that um, the the defensive intensity was not there for the uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, um, and I think it's pretty much. I think they've called it in. I don't expect much of a fight tonight, do you? Not really. No. 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 And, no that- um, there's, there's no. It was funny watching the game, watching Blake Griffin come in and play. And watching it see someone on that team actually care. Oh, I know. And try. <laughs> and it was like it was so mind blowing watching him, but like nobody else is even trying. Like nobody's high five high fiving him, getting like celebrating. Nope. It was just him out of gas trying to chase people down, uh, hitting these ridiculous threes. Yeah. I'm going to expect as someone who's really been a casual observer from the back from from a distance for this series, but there the Brooklyn people want to want to call them New Jersey, but the Brooklyn effort was somewhat better in Boston, wasn't it? Was it not? The what? The, the effort from the Nets in Boston. 
Oh, yeah, it was way better game one than it has been since game one. Well, Kyrie was great game one. Also, game two, like, they had control of They had the lead in game two. 17, was it? Yes. Yep. But they don't play defense. But they they had a quick lead in game three, too. I think they were up, like, 10, 12 points early. But this is the problem with Brooklyn. They don't play defense. So so as soon as as the scorers aren't hot anymore and nothing's falling, they can't hold on the leads. This happened in the playoffs last year, too. Well, you saw what happened in the end of game one, right? The layup by Tatum to win it. It was like it was just like the coach was like all right we don't need to call a play just go out there yeah one pass you have three guys closing in on Spartan who's not going to take the last shot <laughs> passes it to Tatum and like Ivy just does this lazy slap yeah. on him it was yeah yeah it's just there's no no discipline on defense no, no absolutely not absolutely not in yeah. um, game game four is what night tonight 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 okay so it's only only one day rest this time okay yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, exactly. Don't get me started that they're tired. And they're <laughs> all right. I think we can move on now. Uh, Jesse, with the fastest rapid fire news of all time. Not much happened. <laughs> all right. We're going to start with some Red Sox news. They went one in four since we last were here. They lost two games to Toronto and right. lost the series to Tampa. So is it time to panic yet? Uh, it's uh, Like I told you last week, it's been time to panic since game 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according, according to Red Sox fans. It's true. A little more is Red there, Sox news. I know there, this is a, I know this is a radio show, but is there any way the camera can be adjusted so Jesse is on camera? Uh, I'm right here. Oh, He's right here. Okay. We'll try and okay. make sure. We'll try and make it's sure. It's a little crowded here. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I mean, the people in Low Country should get to see him. That's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, another quick piece of Red Sox news: Alex Cora tested positive for COVID over the weekend, so uh, maybe he should be back either tonight or tomorrow. I heard actually. Okay. Then some Bruins news. They went two and one. They beat the Rangers and the Canadians. And then they had a loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then finally, we already mentioned it, but Ben Simmons ruled out for to game four tonight. Oh, no. That has been rapid fire news. Yes, it is. All right. So before we get into the NFL draft stuff, we're going to go over one quick piece of news for Boston. Garrett Whitlock and his start was yesterday or two days ago now? Uh, I think it was two, yeah, it was two days ago. I know the bullpen blew two it. Bullpen blew it back-to-back games, though, against Tampa, which is why we're having this conversation. Um, Garrett Whitlock, four innings, one hit, seven punch-outs, no runs allowed, absolutely sensational. Garrett Whitlock to the starting rotation, though, guys. Do you think it's going to happen? What are your thoughts on it? Do you like it? I will come out right now and say I don't like it. Um, Not that he can't start. It's just I like him in the – versatile role in the bullpen where you can go multiple innings and he can go anywhere you want. I don't think this is a very good bullpen without Whitlock. Uh, he is what I've called what I would use my bullpen as for years. I call them the firemen, um, which is he comes in in whatever situation you think the game is on the line. So I like Whitlock in that role. Out there I, in the I agree a hundred percent. I want him in the bullpen. You know, the, the game, the game isn't even all about starters anymore. Right. What do you, what do you expect? Four or five innings? Exactly. So I want him right where he is. The starting pitching has not been that bad. I know Pavetta struggled, but. Mm-hmm. But, but, but Eovaldi uh, has been about what you expect. Waka has been sensational so far. Yeah. And he used Tanner Howick out of the pen recently for some reason. I don't know the reason why they did that, um, but Hauk has been fine. Uh, well, the reason for had... Hauk out of the bullpen is because he's not vaccinated and he can't start in Toronto. I... Oh, okay. Am I right, Jesse? No, you are right. Not like I know, I know he, he missed the start. Yeah, he can't. Um, he can't. He can't go over the border. Yeah, he can't cross that line. 
Oh man, that's a different topic for a different it is. show. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. Uh, but okay, that part at least makes sense to me now. And maybe that's why Whitlock made that start. The question now is, is Whitlock going to go in the rotation? Me and you seem to be on the same wavelength as far as that. I think you're in the same pace as me, Jesse. But Dan, do you have any thoughts on Whitlock? Um, I mean, I I think eventually that is going to be where he ends up as a rotation. I think the extension they gave him a couple of weeks ago is proof of that, that they think he's going to be. And I love that extension, by the way. If if you know, if you're paying your what number three, number four starter only five million, mm-hmm. that's a great deal, mm-hmm. especially with how cheap they're being right now with starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you are right. I think for the short term, this bullpen needs all the help it can get, and Whitlock is sort of that ace out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for this year, I it, it's tough. I mean, I, I do think I guess I think Whitlock will eventually end up in the starting rotation. I do want him there eventually. Um, the question when will become innings, you know, we saw Whitlock kind of slow down, break down a little bit last year in the playoffs. It wasn't quite the same. This is only his really his second year, I think, in the league pitch, if you think about it. Yes. So if you put him in the start of this year, come, you know, August of September, you're going to get that innings restriction, that question about, is he going to skip stars, that type of stuff. Especially when you really need them, mm-hmm. and that's how that's how they that's how they do this now, though. No, I know. Um, so for the right now, the bullpen is the answer for him. But I do, I do like him doing spot starts once in a while and doing those starting. Mm-hmm. And who knows? You know, maybe Waka goes back to being Michael Waka. You know, Pavetta doesn't come back. Sale stays out for longer, and you need Whitlock to go in and and give you some innings. I like having that option. Listen, if all three of those happen, the, the year is lost at that point. <laughs> but but is any, any, any one of those three, they're not out of the question at all. No, 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 I they're mean, not. they're all reasonable to happen. Listen, I expect no matter what, even if I was the manager and doing things the way I wanted to, Whitlock is still probably going to get six to seven starts in the season just because he's going to have to make some spot starts when needed. I just don't want him in the five-man rotation. No, because, I mean, even if you look at the bullpen as it is now, like, other than uh, Whitlock, who do you even like back there? No one. I like, I kind of like Brazier, but he's a one-inning guy at best. I know Matt Barnes had, like, a really good start to last season, but the entire time I was waiting for the wheels to fall off, and it did. Um, and then you got Diekman. He cannot throw a strike. Seems to save life. Uh, Valdez. Uh, Valdez hit two batters yesterday. That's why they blew the game. Yeah, but he's he's been a fringe guy coming up from AAA when they need him, and he's thirty, so you know exactly what you're going to get. And like his his stuff is not that bad, you know. He doesn't know where it's going though. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of them. That is a lot of these guys. I said this to you last night, Dom. That like they love power pitching, and that's about it. They want. Velocity, and that's really all they seem to care about with this Red Sox. Exactly, Deep, uh, Deepman, and you know, even, I think I think Robles has better control of Deepman now, which never would have thought would be the That's case. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but Robles and Valdez have been the ones who've blown the last two games. Yeah, yeah, because Robles, you know, he, they asked him; he, he had to get an extra out because of the big error. So we got to give him a little break. That's true. That's, that's true. He, he had a great streak going. I don't know how many consecutive outings without a without a run. So you really that just means, well, that just means he's going to be worse the rest of the year because <laughs> <laughs> these things all leave it out in baseball. You know, Dominic, <laughs> we we both laughed and criticized the Red Sox when 
their key moves last year in the pennant race um, were Robles and and Austin Davis. But you know, I got to give the credit to the management; they've actually have not been that bad of picks. Robles definitely helped actually uh, at times down the stretch, no matter how terrifying it was sometimes watching him. It's terrifying. Uh, (laughs) Plenty of times it seems like he got the job done. I would not say the same about Davies though. I don't really think Davies really worked out all that well, but. (laughs) Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Do you guys think uh, just quickly, you know, do you think the Sox are identifying, Hey, this bullpen is pretty bad and it's going to cost us here. Do you think they may, might go out and try to get someone early because of that? Because this is really a key a key thing early in this year we've already seen as a problem. And now I'm usually like, hey, let's wait a few weeks, wait a couple months, see what comes up. But this has clearly been an Achilles heel early for this team. I think the earliest that they would pull the trigger would be June. Uh, the only reason I see them pulling the trigger maybe on a bullpen arm early is because they will look at it as we are getting a starter back about midway through the season once sale comes back. And therefore they'll be willing to say, well, we're not going to go after starting pitching. And we already know we're not going to go after starting pitching. So we'll be willing to make a move for the bullpen early. So just like last year, we're waiting for sale to come back and save the day. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. If you look at this bullpen, it's so difficult to decide where to make changes. And I say that because so many of the guys show signs of being good pitchers. They've had some, some success in the past and now they go up and down. They're inconsistent. I mean, which guy do you dump now? Do you just do you replace Barnes? Do you replace Brazier? I mean, it's hard to say who the ones, who, which pitches are close, closest to being reliable because they're yeah. also inconsistent. You know what I mean? I would say the closest that you are yeah. going to send down or move or anything like that would be Davies and Valdez at this point in the bullpen. I was going to say okay. yeah. Davies has not been all that great. Um, all right. So I think I think we're good on this. It's time to move on to what the main focus of today's show is going to be. The NFL draft preview, the game, uh, the draft on Thursday. Larry Lawrence on a calling. He's done his research. Me and Jesse, our attention has been, you know, diverted into different directions over the past week or two uh, away from the draft with, you know, the Yakiway report man back on writing his articles for and and and, you know, you're right outside the stadium and all that. I care about baseball and following the Celtics in this playoff run. But uh, Larry, I know that you have been uh, doing some research uh, for the draft and and we've looked into it now, but uh, let's talk about some of the individual players or anything like that. You've taken a look for questions or discussion on some guys that, and what is a very wide open draft? It really is. And did you, I don't know if you guys caught the latest or what's what was hitting the, the internet this morning. But Dominic and I, we, Dom, we touched on this, and, and Dan, um, that we were all pretty sure. I think as of last night, that that um, that Hutchinson would be the first pick. And lo and behold, we have news this morning, right? Yes, yes, yeah. it, it could be Travion Walker. He's seen as the guy with a more upside than Aiden Hutchinson yeah. uh, out of the pass rusher spot, but not as polished as Hutchinson. Yeah, well, and it's just it really is. It's it's. I don't think I've ever seen a, more question marks going into an NFL draft than this year. Would you agree? No, no, I wouldn't. From <laughs> from a personal, from a players, even some of the high-end players, there's a lot of questions yeah. about, but also just from what are teams even going to do and what route are they going to go? 
And it's crazy too. Like, look at how many teams have multiple picks in the first round this year. Oh yes. And how yeah. many teams don't have picks at all? Yeah, I mean it is. It is. I mean, we got the Jets year. have multiple picks. The Giants have multiple picks, and the Saints have multiple picks. Packers and Philly Packers does too. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're later in the round though. Yes, and Philly Philly also has two picks as well. Actually, Chiefs have back to back at the end of the first round, right? Like Twenty nine and thirty. Oh yeah, I forgot about that too. So a lot of teams with just multiple picks in the first round of this draft. It can make a lot of trades happen. Yeah, it could. We don't saw and like pretty much every mock draft I had, there was trade mock trades everywhere. I can't even get that's that's just too that, much that's, work. Yeah, that's too hard to pick. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know these guys who it's hard enough to do a mock draft, but these guys who like to throw in trades. I don't know if they're just a masochist or what they're doing. I, that's what I was thinking too. It's, it's, it's really like, man, that that just hurts my brain even to go over this right now. Exactly. When we start throwing in trades, but anyway, do you have some? Uh, we talked about Travion Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, the first pick. Do you have any other? Uh, individual guys you would like to highlight here as prospects before we start talking about the pads and then round by round. I don't know about how many individual guys that I could bring up. I can just say some of the different websites I've been to, I can um, share some of the different ideas. Um, There was another one today. Oh, CBS Sports. CBS Sports has um, um, a quota, the tackle from North Carolina State going first. So it just continues to get more and more wide open. Um, um, there's um, some others. Um, another another one from um, uh, Sports uh, Sports Knot has Chris Olave, who many have said might be the second wide receiver taken and go as early as eleven or twelve, falling all the way to twenty five with Buffalo. Wow. Um, I will will push back on that um, from what I know from people I've talked to down in New Orleans. Uh, If Chris Olave is on the board uh, at their 19th pick, they will not let Chris Olave go. I don't think he lasts that long. Okay, and and that 19 is their second pick? That's their second pick. They're going to, I I believe they will go Trevion Penning uh, at 16, the tackle, um, because of uh, Armstead is gone. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe Penning goes there. Uh, he's seen as a pretty high end uh, tackle. He's just not a freak like Neil and uh, uh, I don't know how to say his name. It won't do. Which one? The one we, we all know he's going in the first. Oh, in the oh, first 10. Probably. Yeah. Akeem. Yeah. The North Carolina State kid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, um, and the Saints, what are the odds of the Saints making a deal to move up to maybe get Willis? To maybe get who Willis? Yeah. Um, the here's how I see it. Yeah. I, I think if Carolina goes Kenny Pickett and they and he clears to the point that Atlanta's not taking a quarterback either, I would say New Orleans would be willing to move up uh, to get Malik. Okay. But a lot of this stuff hinges on what Carolina does with their sixth pick. Yep. So um, do you have, uh, I know you had some, I want to touch on one last thing though, before we start getting into what we think the Pats will do and then go through the first round. Uh, Kyle Hamilton is considered a pretty high prospect despite not being at a premium position anymore, but you have some thoughts. You did some research on what happens when you draft safeties this high in the draft. So. Oh yeah. There's only been, um, um, there's only been like, 
one, two, maybe five safeties taken in the top 15 in the last 20 years. So, so it's very unusual. And the reason I, I looked that up is because a month or two ago, it was talk of Hamilton going top three, mm. which uh, was really bizarre. Um, mm. So now it's become a think. I think everybody's come down and realized that it's just with that position, there's no way. And it's a good chance he's going to end up going 12 to, to Minnesota. But it really is. You look at the, the same, the only, um, the only safety ever taken in the top five was Sean Taylor. Mm. And um, Sean was, I think, I mean, was he murdered or? Or died in an accident, I believe, a few years ago. You uh, guys know more than I would know on that. I forget. What? Did Sean Taylor die in like an yeah. accident yeah. or a murder? I think it was, yeah. There was yeah. some freak yeah. accident with him. Yeah. Was, someone broke into his yeah, house. Yeah, he got shot in the leg. Uh, trying to... Because, yeah, someone broke into his house and he tried to like wrestle the gun from him and got shot. Oh, in the leg. okay. Oh, yeah. okay. That's and, what it was. Um, and then he blew it out. I think Eric... The latest was better than Eric Berry for, for Kansas City, which, which was a good pick, a successful one. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, the names you never even heard of, Leron, Leron Landry, 2007, Michael Huff, 2006. I don't know if you guys know those names. No. They don't know the bell with me. So it's very no. unusual. So Kyle Hamilton, I guess, has got to be a pretty special guy. Right now, a lot of people think he'll go to Minnesota at number 12. Well, there's a... <laughs> The thing with Hamilton is there's a personality and intellectual side to Hamilton that I think is so appeasing to anyone who really sits down and talks with him. I mean, he does a he does his own um, talk show on Colin Cowherd's uh, Volume Sports Network. I very know intellectual, that. very yeah. well spoken. Did go to Notre Dame? He did go to Notre Dame. That is true. Yeah. So I, I think that's the other side. Whereas you're getting a absolute savant student sort of of the game of football. There you go. Work at, you know, work on his craft more than just about anybody else. That'd be good. Actually, I have going 11 to the commanders. I heard, uh, what's the coach there again? What's the camera? Ron Rivera. Yeah, I heard he yeah. loves uh, Hamilton. That's um, what I read this morning. Again, it depends. More than a receiver, though, you think? Um, I, 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 there's three places Washington can go. Well, well let's, let's, let's just transition. Let's get into the first round. Okay. Okay, so everyone's thing I think has been thrown into a little bit of a. I mean, you 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 were on this at least. You have Walker number one on That's your. That's because I what I read this morning. No, I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> when you did your draft, you have Walker number one on the board, though at least. Yes. So, so that, makes it, that makes it easy for number two to just to put Hutchinson there. The yeah, Aiden I, Hutchinson will yeah. go to the Lions for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next thing is what do the Texans do? Um, I originally had Thibodeau, and then I decided probably not. They might go uh, Ahmad Gardner. I also think that the Texans are a prime candidate uh, for potentially trading down in this draft as well, though, if someone feels the need to trade up for somebody. You don't think they're going to take one of the tackles? One of my one of the mock drafts I saw had th- three tackles in the first six, including one to Houston. You don't think they're going to grab one? Well, that, that well, that's one thing I want, I would want to say is. If I'm if I'm one of these teams, I've drafted a quarterback in first round, second round, last couple of years. Yeah. My goal is to do everything I can to make that quarterback work. Um, so if, you know, it seems like the Texans like Mills. I he did pretty well in the terrible situation just last year. So yeah, I was I see a tackle for the Texans, or maybe they go crazy, grab one of the wide receivers, pair him with Cooks, and then you look how kind of wide open that AFC South is. If Mills is any good, 
and you've got two playmaking wide receivers, you could do some damage in that division. Yes. You could beat the Jaguars tight twice. You could get the Colts a fight, Titans a fight. You could instantly be, con- I don't want to say contender, but fringe maybe playoffs. Mm. And you have the later pick in the first round that's not even that much later to grab an offensive line. Yes. Actually, I have them. If they're going to take it, I have them picking Gardner, but honestly, they probably kind of should. Trade down? Yeah, because they need a little of everything. So mm-hmm. I, the, they probably need more picks than quality picks. I mean, obviously, you like quality picks, but like, yeah, they need a plethora of players. Here. Well, the Texans do have a second round, two thirds, two fours, three six, and a seven. Okay. So they've got some serious picks. Okay. And two first, two first, Dan, as you know. Exactly. Yeah. So they've, yeah. got, they've got the picks already. They've got the quantity already, maybe. Yeah. We'll see what they do. Mm. I think maybe if they do have that many picks, maybe they're not a trade down candidate. And maybe that's a little bit high in this draft for anyone to try to move up. I just think there's three teams in my mind that you could see being aggressive, trying to trade up. New Orleans is one. Pittsburgh is one, though. I think Pittsburgh would only be later if certain people haven't been drafted yet. Um, And the other one is the Dallas Cowboys. They've talked about potentially going up. I think they should just because you're in a division that is weak. You can be a contender in the NFC. That's not that great, but you've lost a lot. So the roster isn't so bad that you can take a million picks and they're all going to make the roster. What you need is specific people who can be playmakers and impact players right away. And the only way you're going to do that is if you moved up in the first round. So what what is Dallas targeting that they that would make them interested in moving up? A pass rusher, tackle, or wide receiver. Okay. That would yeah. be the big three. I would think more likely uh, somebody in the secondary. Uh, I mean, more likely uh, a pass rusher or a tackle. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think they're okay with the weapons as are. I'm yeah. sure they would like to add someone, but I don't think it'd be enough for them to trade up to go do that. And, and now picking, picking a 24, they're not going to get one of the elite ones at any of those positions. Probably. No, no, okay. they're not. No, but they got, they've got plenty of picks to trade to and package too, if they want to as well. Yes, they do. So, I mean, I, I think if the family Cowboys, that offensive line, as soon as it gets, it's getting old, it's getting expensive. It gets banged up so easily. As soon as they're, they're not 100 percent that offense just really falls apart. It does. So I do see them going more O-line, trying to grab a wide receiver. It's a deep wide receiver core class. You can grab someone a little bit later. You already have your lead wide receiver and Lamb. You already have Schultz the tight ends. So you can probably wait until a little bit later to grab a wide receiver. Gallup will come back eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a wide receiver and try to grab. Maybe defense second round. And, if and, you, have a, and you have a superb um, uh, pass catching running back in Pollard, too, by the yes, way. Right. The he should be the starter. Yes, he should. <laughs> um, and, and if the Texans go that route of either trading or at least they don't take a pass rusher, after that, you have to think the next three teams aren't taking a pass rusher. So what if Thibodeau is still sitting there somewhere uh, in the late uh, first 10 picks? Yeah, there you go. And Dallas talks to somebody, but I don't know. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I can't. I'm trying to think. What are those teams up there that would make a deal like that? Hmm. I mean, the Giants won't make a deal. The Giants to get more picks to get the pick up in the, I guess so. Well, if Carolina and Atlanta both took a quarterback, would Seattle move down? 
I think possibly so. again, yeah, to get more picks. Yeah, possibly. But anyway, I want to get into the next one. I, I don't think yeah. we need to spend a lot of time on the Jets and the Giants. We're going to get to the one that I think is the pivotal thing in this whole draft that can turn everything on its head. And that is what is Carolina going to do? And I'm going to be funny here for a second, but I'm being serious. Okay. All the mock drafts I looked at with Jesse here before we did the show, Daniel Jeremiah, Vinnie Iyer, Cody Benjamin, and I forget the other one, whatever schmuck. Um, trying to tell me that no quarterback is going to go for the next, for the first 12 to 15 picks. Uh, you're all smoking crack. 100%. You're all smoking crack. I don't know if they're trying to be cute. I don't know if they just think of things only as a talent evaluator. So they can't wrap their minds around the fact that someone's going to get drafted way higher than their talent is. But uh, in today's day of the NFL, when uh, if you don't have quarterback, you don't have anything. Uh, you are smoking crack if you don't think quarterback. One of these guys is at least going in the top 12 picks. Okay, there you go. Okay. And, and Carolina would take which one? I mean, I'll get into that too. So I okay. think they take Kenny Pickett. Okay. I don't think, I don't think the super aggressive Tepper who cares about winning and wants to win, wants to watch another season of him having a subpar quarterback. He doesn't want to hear about how we need to build this or build that while he watches Sam Darnold throw another three interceptions. He is also, he is also a very big booster of Pittsburgh football, by the way, guys, just so you know. So I think the last thing he wants to see is Kenny Pickett go somewhere else and then work out. Um, Carolina is a warm weather team, a warm weather division for a guy with not a special arm. So I think they can make it work much like is Matt Ryan have as great a career if he's, in, you know, Baltimore instead of in Atlanta. I don't really think so, right? We're all on that. He doesn't fit Baltimore. Same thing with Pickett. Maybe they think division, whether we can make it work. So I, whether I agree with the pick or not is not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is I can't see Tepper letting Pickett go in this position. Okay. It uh, makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, too, don't forget, Matt Rule pretty much has to win right out of the gate. Yes. And Pickett is as NFL-ready as it comes. Like, I think you can plug Pickett in. He might be a top-20 quarterback, potentially, right off the bat. Yeah. He can go up. He can read defenses already, go to the line of scrimmage, change some plays. Matt Rule's job, like I said, is on the line. He needs to win right away. He can't wait for uh, Willis there to, to be ready. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, it could very well be that that's the case. Mm. Uh, Jesse, do you have any pushback on this? The thing is, like, you make the joke about them smoking crack, but, like, it seemed every mock draft I saw, pretty much all of them had them taking Evan Neal. A couple of them had them taking uh, Taekwondo or was it Cross, I think, was another one. So those are, summer, those are the three tackles. Yep. What was that? So those are the three tackles. You just mentioned all three. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I... Uh, I, I wonder what they know or think they know that makes them think that they're going to go uh, for the tackle. Um, it's just it's something I couldn't ignore because uh, as, as everyone, I, I don't think I saw a single mock draft where Carolina took a QB. Well, no, McShay and Kuyper did. Did they? Yes. They had them taking Malik, though. Okay. Well, I think McShay had them taking Pickett. Kuyper had them taking Malik. But I just feel like there's there's some rumor going around somewhere that has these guys thinking that they're going to go offensive line. Mm. I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Whether it's something in the water or whatever they're smoking, I don't know what it, what it quite could be. But I think it's crap. 
<laughs> All right. Seven the Giants. I haven't taken Jermaine Johnson. I don't know if there's a ton to get into on that. Here's the other thing. Now we get into eight, nine, Atlanta, Seattle. Both potentially could use a quarterback. Where are they going to go? Now, I don't have either of them taking a quarterback. I had Garrett Wilson to Atlanta and then Evan Neal to Seattle. Um, but I could totally see one of them taking Malik Willis. What do you guys think? Uh, I do say, I will say this. If Carolina takes Malik Willis, I think Pickett could drop a long way. I don't think Atlanta or Seattle would spend the pick on Kenny Pickett. I think they'd rather the higher upside guy, knowing that he might just need to sit in here. Does Pickett fall all the way to Pittsburgh, or do the Redskins grab him? Any chance? Uh, I think he could fall all the way to Pittsburgh. Again, I don't think Washington would take Pickett because they are locked in on Wentz for at least a year or two. Um, I think if Malik fell to Washington, they would take Washington. In my draft, I have the commanders actually taking Malik Willis. Um, I don't think they take Pickett. Okay. Anybody else on that? Atlanta, Seattle. I I have Atlanta taking Willis. Okay. And then I I do have then Seattle taking uh, Cross in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, I very much think they could trade. If they don't get maybe what they want with the quarterback, they could definitely trade that away. But I I think... uh, Atlanta will probably jump on the quarterback. Mm, I gotcha. I think, yeah, it's a quarterback. Um, again, I'm going to throw this out there, similar to the uh, Jaguars we were talking about. You already have a weapon in pits. If you grab another wide receiver right now, you have a potential, whoever the quarterback is, you wait a year in the quarterback. If you have a dynamic receiver, a dynamic tight end already, and if you have to wait a year for a quarterback, that would be that would be pretty good in a very weak division, by the way. And you don't we all assume the Bucks gonna have the division wrapped up by week four. Um that's only one more year, the Bucks, really, if you think about it. Yes. Maybe two. I don't know how long Brady stays for, but you could have if you create an explosive offense early in Atlanta, you could run that division in the next couple of years. Mm. I agree. I do agree there. So you wait. So do you think Atlanta would take Malik? Um, yeah, I think they could take Malik. Um, okay. Now, I think, how about, I think they how about offense? So. Okay. How about if Carolina takes Malik though? Do you think Atlanta takes Pickett, or do yes. you think? Oh, you, I think, so I you think, think Atlanta goes quarterback either way? Because I think <laughs> I think Pickett would make more sense with Atlanta. You play in a dome half your games again. You're in the NFC South. Nice weather. On top of that, you already have a weapon in Pitts, who's Excellent. Mm-hmm. You you have a plug-and-play quarterback that can go and start right away. You could have a good offense right off the bat. And, again, in that division, Carolina could still potentially be a huge mess, firing against coach soon. Um, Tampa Bay, again, might have another year, maybe two with Brady. Um, and the Saints are probably going to be in rebuild. Let's be honest here. There's a very good chance they're in rebuild. Atlanta could run this division for – in the next couple of years, if they play it right. Okay. Atlanta needs Atlanta needs so many things. Um, I can't see them taking a quarterback who's just in this year. These quarterbacks are just not. I don't know, Dan. I just if you're Atlanta, right? You just traded away your franchise all-time quarterback in Matt Ryan, and now you've got no plan. Really, to go fall back on? I think the plan is they're finally doing a hard, hard total rebuild and reboot. They could be looking for it next year. Yeah. Do you guys remember Jim Plunkett? I know you guys are young. 
I know the name. Some quarterbacks, it doesn't work out in their first team. Then they get older and they become veterans. Now, I know, Dan, I'm falling in love with my Oregon duck, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> I still have this vision of him being successful. <laughs> was, he that bad? was it that ugly in Tennessee? It, it wasn't that ugly. It's just there was such a low ceiling. It was, it, it, his rookie year was his best year. Has Tannehill been that much better than Marcus? Probably not. He's been marginally better. Marcus's problem is he gets hurt. Even with the Raiders, he plays one true. snap and he gets hurt. Even like, as a backup, you got a point there. Yeah, I I see your point, but I I just think again. I think they just traded Ryan. I think they're going for a hard hard reboot. I I think they'd be totally fine if they were so bad that they had one of the first picks next year in the draft, and you go for what is a better quarterback draft next year. So could you go say like offensive line this year? Yes. So when you draft quarterback next year, you have Hopefully your protection. You hopefully have your weapon. Maybe Ridley comes back next year. You know, <laughs> whatever happens in that situation. Again, I have them taking Garrett Wilson, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if they go tackle. Hey, you know what? I'd like to. Uh, this is your show, Dominic. But I'd like I'd like to ask him a consensus, a consensus, a consensus first round to see how we do tonight. And I'm writing down Walker one and. Hutchinson, too. Now, third, I know, Dominic, this is your show, but third, can I put down an offensive tackle for Houston? Do you guys object? I don't object. Okay. No. And, and I'm going to put the three together because I don't because I don't think tackles should be allowed to be drafted. It's too boring. <laughs> uh, I get so I'll, put, I'll put a tackle third. I'm going to put Gardner for the Jets fourth. I have that, Any too. Problems here? Nope. I do. You have – okay, so you have really? a problem with Gardner. Uh, what, what do you like? Gardner? Yeah, four. Sauce Gardner's unbelievable. Okay, okay, they, just, they were willing, the Jets were willing to give up their entire draft for Tyreek Hill and spend $30 million for Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. You have the number four pick. You don't think they're going to take a wide receiver. Oh, they okay, desperately want a wide They desperately wanted a wide receiver. Dude, yeah, but I have them taking their wide out at 10. I got this. There's eight to 10 receivers in this. There's eight to 10 receivers in this draft. I have the the Jets taking Drake London at 10. See, I had had, had them taking Wilson at four. Okay. Because Wilson fits Zach Wilson perfectly. He does. He's a deep guy. Zach, you want to talk Jets, Robert, for a second? He's a Jets fan, if you didn't know. (laughs) Poor guy, Robert. (laughs) Anyway, so, I mean, I think the Jets, maybe they wait till 10 to take that pick, take a wide receiver, but I I can't see him not taking a wide receiver at some point in the the top 10. Okay. But, yeah, like I said, I have them taking it at 10 and using that pick on Gardner. Uh, Five. Um, I have the first, the other tackle, uh, Akeem, uh, what is it? Okay, so I'm going to put a tackle fifth, and I'm going to put a tackle for Carolina. You're, Sorry, Dominic. You're not going quarterback with Carolina. No, no. He, he smoked the crack. He smoked, yeah, you're smoking the crack. I also, I also smoked the crack, so. <laughs> I saw Donald in person play that game in Pasadena. I'm sorry. I know. You want to hold on hope for that one, too. It's not going to happen. So the Giants pick seventh, they're going to take Thibodeau. Yeah, no. yeah, I see that. Now, Atlanta eighth. We already did this, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're trying to nail it down so we all know who gets it right. 
So, so what? So, Atlanta. Some of you, Danny wants to put a quarterback there, right? Yes, he does. Yeah. I also have a quarterback there, Wills. Wait, but we didn't ask him. So, who are you? Ta- who's Carolina? Oh. Well, I think oh. all the reasons you listed. I think they take Pickett, and again, Matt Rule needs to win now. He can't wait to develop someone. Okay. So I'll change Pickett. Carolina to Pickett, and we'll put Willis to Atlanta. It's eighth. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see it. Okay. I mean, even even if you take Willis eight, he's not eight on mine, <laughs> but I can see that it could happen. But even then, if you're saying Atlanta wants to tank, right? Yeah. You take Willis, you let him sit a year, you have Marcus play, you tank, you still have your quarterback, and then you still have your high pick for later. Right? Yeah. So that's true. That's true. Um, number nine, uh, Seattle. I have them taking yeah. Evan Neal, and then I told you at the Jets, Drake London. <sighs> Okay, well, you know, only two of the big three tackles are taken, so they, we can put that third tackle there, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Drake London at 10. Uh, on the, the commanders, on to the commanders at that 11th pick, because I think what they do depends on what Carolina does. As I said, I could see Washington taking Malik Willis. I can't see Washington taking Kenny Pickett. Um, if they don't take Malik, I do well, think, I think- they, they go Kyle Hamilton. How about... How about um, Wilson? Wilson's still there. Oh, Garrett? Yeah. I have him 10 to the Jets. Okay. So I also have Hamilton to the Commanders. I think Washington goes secondary here if they don't take. Well, that's why I said Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, we're, I think Stingley, too, of LSU might go here, too. I, I think they just, they're going to pay the piper to Terry McLaurin. Yeah. And just accept it. You think so? I do. And he's, he is the one I would pay of the three that are holding out. Oh, okay. So then, so what do we want to go with the Jets? We want to go London or we want to go Hamilton or what? Um, I mean, the if, Jets? Yeah. The Jets are going wide receiver. So okay. whatever wide receiver you think is still there. Okay. Well, it's between probably London and, um, and, and Wilson from yes. Ohio State. Yeah. Okay. So, so Washington is going to sign McLaurin, and then in the eleventh pick, they're going to take Kyle Hamilton. Yes. Okay. That's what I got. All right. So, so now what did the Vikings do? The Vikings have got to go corner, in my opinion. Um, if if Washington takes Malik Willis, I think Minnesota would take Kyle Hamilton. If Washington takes <laughs> Hamilton, then they go with whatever the next corner on the board is. Oh, okay. Which is probably McDuffie from Washington, huh? No, I think it's McDuffie. You think it's Duffy? Yeah, I don't, I don't have Stingley going until 14 to the Ravens. Oh, okay. It could be Stingley, though. We'll put McDuffie, but Stingley could be the one, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny, too? I wonder, It's funny. I've seen some drafts where McDuffie's other corner at Washington, Gordon, goes ahead of him. So, yeah. Uh, but McDuffie gets more, uh, gets higher ratings. Yeah, exactly. So Houston's next pick. What did, we have them tackle the first time. Now Houston's going to go offense, right? Probably. Jamison uh, Williams, maybe. Yeah, they could go Jamison. Um, what do you guys think? I actually have them taking Jermaine Johnson. Okay. Get some edge rush. The pass rush, right, good. This is where I see the Texas trading back, actually. <laughs> no <laughs> trades, Dan. <laughs> I have no trades, but this is where I would see them trading back. Right. This is where I would see them actually trading back. This from yeah, this I guess. But I, if I do, I try to go impact somewhere on defense. Um, so let's see. We already said Davis is off the board. You know, there's, you know, any Georgia defender available other than that. Maybe uh, White from Georgia. Uh, he's more of a defensive tackle. Walker. That's one I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a possibility. Said 
Didn't Jesse mention a defensive end from Florida State? Was he Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll take Johnson. Jermaine Johnson. I think whatever defensive lineman (laughs) is available, because remember the Texans heyday, when they were okay making the playoffs, they had J.J. Watt, Mm. Marcellus Wiley, all those guys that were on the defensive line getting to the pass, getting to the quarterback. I wonder if that's what they try to do again. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Then, um, again, I have the Ravens taking a corner. Um, then we move down to 15 with Philly. I do think Philly's interesting because they have the two picks. Hold on. We'll put Stingley for the uh, Stingley to Baltimore, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, Philadelphia, what'd you say? Receiver? I'm going to go Jamison Williams, receiver. Okay, Williams. So, a lot of these keeps falling off in Williams. Mm-hmm. You think the Eagles are taking another wide receiver? I do. Yeah. You took one last year. I know. I, I have them taking a wide receiver, but with their second pick, not their first pick. Okay. Interesting. Who do you have them taking with the first pick? Andrew Booth from Clemson, cornerback. Oh, the corner. Oh. I don't even have him in the top 20. No? No. Oh. Okay. Well, actually, I do have a, quite a few cornerbacks going early, so that's why. You could. See, I think the Eagles will go secondary as well because they played a division. The Cowboys. Daddy, you trying to keep Pat? We're not. You're not trying to keep track of what we do for all 32 picks, are you? Well, I'm down to number sixteen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if we went that far. So okay, I, I think we'll do as many as we can. Yeah. Let, let's go to let's go to 20 at Pitt because then after to me once we're past Pitt. It's not as interesting. And then, obviously, get right who you think the Pats get. But. We're going to skip New Orleans, the Chargers, Philly, New Orleans? No, 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 no. We're not going to skip them. What I'm saying is once we get to Pitt, we'll do Pitt, and that's where we stop. Like You got it. Okay. Really keeping track for yeah, that. Then you can take the show over like you should. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Um, so we're doing well, the consensus thing that you guys have on Philly. 16. I don't – Listen, I, I can be the only one here, and I'll bully through all. Nola's taking Trevor Penning to attack on six. No, I, I got the same thing. Okay, because if he's there, they're taking him. It's just arms yeah. that's gone. That's what they're going to do. That's, that's our yeah. offensive tackle number four from Northern Iowa, right? Yes. Okay. What, if, what if he's gone, though? Uh, well, if he's gone. Did he cross, you think? Yeah. Okay. If, if cross is still on the board, they're going to go as long as cross – and Penning are on the board, they're going to go tackle. Cross will not be on the board then. I don't think so either, but I'm just saying they want to go tackle with this spot. Yeah, that's – no, the fourth one, Northern Iowa, he's the fourth one that I've seen rated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now the Chargers, are they – They go they go Jordan Davis uh, because their run defense was long okay. last year. Now they signed two guys – so maybe maybe if there's somebody there they, for whatever reason, love who's fallen, maybe they go somewhere else. But I just don't see anywhere where there's a huge hole that needs to be plugged other than just throwing more at the defensive line and hoping that they aren't yep. garbage against the run. <laughs> Anybody now else? I, don't know so, I have Davis going at 14. So I, I, don't, I don't think he'll be there for them. No, I know. So if they don't go dackle with Davis because he's gone for some reason, who did you have taken Jordan Davis? Uh, Baltimore. Yeah, you had Baltimore taking Davis. I just don't agree there. But who do you think Baltimore's going to take? Huh? Some secondary. We had, we, had, we had someone in the secondary, Derek Stingley. Put Stingley down, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so, where do you have? You have them going wide receiver, don't you? Uh, Chris Rogers? Yeah. Yeah, Williams. Okay. Uh, from Alabama. Because, like, they already have wide receivers, so they have certainly a team that could wait for him to get healthy. Because mm. um, I, I really saw all over the place what they could do. No, I know. I got you. I got you. Yeah, and again, if, if for whatever reason Jordan Davis is gone, it is a crapshoot on just what the Chargers decide to do. 
Um, 18, Philly, I have them going secondary, Daxton Hill. Hill, he's a safety for Michigan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had the Eagles in their first pick think taking a secondary. I, you don't think they take a, a quarter over a safety? Like, a, could both Booth and Gordon are available there. Well, certainly had Booth going earlier. I think uh, Jesse had Booth going earlier, but no, I no, I, first one. I, I'll concede to you guys on that one. I could totally see them going with with Booth a straight corner. Yeah. yeah, um, and then the other one again, a bulldoze over everyone if they don't agree. I don't care on this one. The, the Saints, they're, they're taking Chris Olave. If, if Olave is there, they're taking Chris Olave. See, I got Olave going with the Eagles' second pick right before them. Well, but in your scenario, Jamison Williams is available. No, because you have the Chargers taking it. Yes. <laughs> I just don't see that happening. Noah's taking Alave or Jamison Williams, whichever two are there. They're okay. going wide receiver. You don't think, you don't think they're going to They want to move on from Michael Thomas whenever they can. They, I'm telling you, he has worn out his welcome there. You don't think they're going to try to get a quarterback at all? No. I think they like Winston, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And he played well when he was healthy. I think, I think they'd rather protect Wilson – get a weapon form and make sure that it's not a disaster for this new coach right away. Speaking of quarterbacks, um, does that mean the Steelers will take Desmond Ritter? Exactly. And that's why I said, when we get to 20, I'm I'm done here until then we talk about the Pats. Pittsburgh 20. Who do you got? I have them taking Desmond Ritter. Same, same, same. Yeah. I I think Ritter is honestly going to be the best quarterback. We're definitely all going to be wrong then. I know. Right. Now, the other thing I want to talk about with Pittsburgh, though, is what <laughs> what is the likelihood uh, that Pittsburgh is willing to trade up? You know, what? I think it's high because don't forget, this is Colbert's last draft. He might just say, let's go for it. Mm, he wants that legacy defining thing. He might. I mean, if he, he wants, maybe wants to make sure he leaves the Steelers with a quarterback. Who does he go get? See, I get. I think I think Ritter's the best quarterback in the draft. I really do. He's played in big games already. He's got the arm. He's got the mobility. He's another guy. I think you can start him ahead of Willis. He might not be as great at the line as Pickett, and he does have some mechanical issues with his accuracy. But those are things you could easily fix. And then Pittsburgh does such a great job with this coaching. You could easily coach that out of. Mm, potentially, yeah. So you're you're in love with the Ritter pick, but guys, what are what are the chances that you think they're trading up because they want Pickett or Malik? No trades, please. <laughs> no, no, we're not. No, no, we're not. We're not putting it down on our mock draft. But I'm just saying, as a conversation, we talked about it earlier. We think there's a couple of teams that would be aggressive to trade up. Do you think Pittsburgh is one of them? Because they like Willa so much. Is that what you mean? Or yes. Um, I don't know. All right. It doesn't sound like yeah. you think it all that much. And I don't either. I think Pittsburgh will be content to sit there and take Desmond Ritter if he's available. If Ritter's not available, I, I think they go somewhere else and wait even later and maybe even take Matt Corral or Sam Howell if they're on the board. Ooh, I don't like that. Too. That's second round at that. Yeah, I know. They, they also need offensive line help, too. Well, yeah, but 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 what I'm saying is, in this scenario, maybe New Orleans is taking best. Right. He's not there at twenty. Yeah, I mean, if he's not there, I, I think they'll go offensive line. Okay. The only I'll say this: the only 
I wouldn't be shocked if let's say they swapped a pick with New Orleans and then gave them one other thing just because they decide that they want to take Ritter now and not wait. Or maybe swap a pick actually with Philly or Baltimore. Well, Baltimore wouldn't do that in division. Though. Maybe Philly because they're worried that the Saints take Desmond Ritter. No, it's funny though. It's like we have so many teams that might take a quarterback too. <laughs> that whole thing up. No, they could. All right, so we've gone through the twenty picks. Now, Pats. What are the Pats doing in this draft? I think they're going linebacker. It's either Devin Lloyd or it's Dean if those guys are available. Yep. Okay. Anybody else on this? I have them picking Lloyd, but Bill loves to trade out of the first round. <laughs> So I can't shake that thought. But I think if they do take the pick and if he's there, I think they should should take Devin Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Lloyd or Dean, I'd be more than happy with. Do you think, what is the likelihood that Dean is there for New England? Good. I think there's a good chance he'll be there. I, I expect him to be Inside linebackers like safety, it's not a high value. No, it's not. So teams aren't going to go crazy yeah. for an inside linebacker. Exactly. That's why I do think Dean will be there. For I, I've and seen I have him Dean. I've seen predictions where Dean goes all the way to the second round. So I think he'll be there. Yeah, that's what I kind of saw today. Too. Yeah. So I, I think New England would take Dean. All right. So that and is maybe pretty- receiver time again. Which one is left? Well, maybe not a receiver, but. Uh, they kind of have to, though. I know, but is there one worth taking this early? They go Burks, right? Burks, Burks is like next it. from Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you got to do, I mm-hmm. think. All right, uh, Dotson's another one. Oh, I forgot about Dotson. Yeah, yeah. Um, smaller, and he reminds me so much of Hamlin, but he's not that small. No, probably not. Not not that small. Yeah, uh, Dotson. Dotson seems like a going back one spot. Dotson seems like he'd be the perfect Patriot. He's smaller. He's a great root runner. He's quick. He's got great hands. Doesn't that sound like Kendrick Bourne? <laughs> He reminds me of Devonta in a way. Right, Edelman Welker type thing. Mm. Yeah. I just don't think the Patriots, I think they'll mess that up somehow. No, and they, they can't can. they can't draft those guys for whatever reason. Yeah. Burks, I think, makes the most sense for Green Bay anyways. He's a big guy. You know, you play in cold weather. He can go up and get the ball for Aaron Rodgers. I have him going to Tennessee. Do you? With the AJ Brown situation, I think he I think he'd go to Tennessee. Okay. That's even and then I, at that point, Green Bay kind of has to take Dotson. Well, yeah. Green Bay picks before Tennessee. Oh, they don't. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do have one, but then the second right. one I have. So yeah, no, I think the Packers will mess that up and take uh, an offensive lineman. Okay. And then they'll have to settle for Dotson. That's what I think. They, they okay. might need Batiara. Didn't he retire? And they never fully replaced that center. I can't think of his name either. Well, that's why that's why he has them going tack. Uh, right. Oh, that's why he has them going O line with their first pick. Right. What do you think, Dad? What do you where where, where where what's Green Bay doing with the first pick and then the second pick? Um, he makes a valid point with Tennessee picking right after Green Bay. Tennessee probably goes receiver because of the AJ Brown situation. Well, Green, after Green Bay's first pick, Arizona picks, don't don't they? Yes. Right. But he's saying the Titans want what the Green Bay wants, same thing. Yes. The Titans, the Titans want a wide receiver like Green Bay does? Yes. Okay. Well, so another your question is, if, if Green Bay takes Brooks at 22, what are they going to do at 
was that 2029? He says, he says because Green Bay has two picks, he thinks that they go O-line first, and then with oh. their next pick is going to take a wide receiver. Oh, okay, because they might have a pick between Brooks and Dotson and somebody else then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, did you guys mention center? No, but I think that's what a Green Bay is. If what's his name, Lindbaum? Well, the center from yeah, we if still have the. If he's still there for Green Bay in the second pick, I think they run up to the podium to grab him. Mm-hmm. The center from Iowa, Lindbaum, is still there in our mock draft. So right, and he's a, he's super talented. It's just again, it's a position of uh, you know not as much. Center value, yeah, value, yeah, no. not quite tackle. You're right. No, no, not at all, not at all. All right. Is there anything else we really need to go over in the first round? Do we, do we care once we get down to like the very end? Do you care who Bucks pick? Who Brady picks? No, I really don't. Brady picks. It's Brady's pick. Come on, guys. It's Tommy's pick. Well, it's going to be secondary. <laughs> I, I do have secondary for that, but I'm curious what people think KC might try to do in the first round. Yeah, back to back picks for the Chiefs. There, that's interesting. All right, we'll go. We'll go there then. Now, Kansas City, two picks in the round. It's been, a, it's been quite the shuffle for Kansas City this year. A lot of guys in, a lot of guys out. Uh, they brought in Schuster. They brought in uh, – who's the other one? They brought in another wide out, didn't they? Yeah, Vince Gailey or whatever. Oh, yeah, Marquez. Uh, who who, who couldn't really make it work with Aaron Rodgers? I, listen, I don't think that's a knock on him because I think Aaron's tough to get along with. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to say something. You guys did a show a few weeks ago, and I can't believe nobody picked the Chiefs as one of the worst off-seasons. Not only did you downgrade from Hill to Juju, right? You also lost probably your best defender in the Honey Badger uh, to a defense that doesn't have anyone good except Frank Clark. Uh, yes. And by division, because got they so much better. It did. So they were, they, I thought about putting them in, but I didn't because I still think they're really good. I still think they'll make the playoffs. And I think in the long run, uh, they have widened how long this they they have widened the runway of how long this team is going to be a suitable contender in the end. But I, with all the picks but the, that they but the acquired. thing I say is like okay, now Denver has a quarterback that can go toe to toe with uh, Mahomes, right? Yes. Say they start splitting those. Say, say they start splitting those games. One, they lose one to Denver. They lose one to the Raiders now because of Devontae Adams. Listen, you're talking to the guy who says Kansas City's not winning the division next year, anyway. Okay. So, so, kind of, okay, so then there you go. But, but I just think that they've gotten themselves two to three more years of Super Bowl window and relevancy with this, with, with what they did this offseason. Okay. So you think a half a step back or two steps forward? Basically, yes. Okay. Yeah. Where did Matthew sign? I don't think he did sign yet. Oh, I thought you said he would, they lost him. I know he. I know Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City's not been in a hurry to resign him. I know that much. Well, Kansas City's not going to resign him. It's just from a money perspective, right? So he's a free agent right now. Yes. Oh, when's he going to make a decision? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's still in the market. Yeah, he'll go somewhere eventually. Listen, he might. He if if he's. Maybe he's not in uh, a rush. Maybe he could do it midway through the season if someone's desperate. They have injuries in the secondary, and then he gets hurt. <laughs> well, that's why you miss some games and don't sign until midseason. No, no, I don't. But I just, it's the with. I mean, hey, what's his what's his face? What's his face? What a Super Bowl doing that? He got to hand Eric Will. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm retired. Ramps, so. right, that's true, but still, maybe the Bucks should sign him. 
They need some secondary help. Oh, I, him and Brady. Uh, they get over it real fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he'll, Tyron Matthews will get over it. I'm sure he will too. All right, who do you have Kansas City going with with those two picks, though? I have him taking Daxton Hill, okay. safety. And then, I mean, a wide receiver, I have George Pickens from Georgia. Okay. Has, but I think they'll take a wide receiver and some yes. secondary help. Okay. I, I'm going to throw a curveball here. Uh, yes, I do think they need wide receiver help. Travis Kelsey is also not getting any younger. He is due to get hurt at some point at his position. Mm. And if they lose him, then it's going to be really tough. Mm. So I'm going to throw another name out there. Probably not in any of your mock drafts in the first round. McBride from Colorado State. Tight end. The what? Tight end. The best tight end out there. Yep. Exactly. He's got a good size. He's a very good receiver. He can easily make mismatches for Andy Reid on that offense. Um, you know, he can, he, he needs some work as a blocker, but you can line him up anywhere and he could be an impact player. Right Kelsey also. doesn't like to block, so. Right. They don't, they don't care what blocking tight ends. But he could be he <laughs> could be Kelsey's for play. Because as good as Tyreek Hill was, and as much as attention, it's Kelsey that really makes that offense go. Mm. And they need to car. And I could see that. from a value proposition of what's left here now at wide receiver, is it really worth this pick? Whereas we can get what is the best tight end, at least in this draft. Right. Tight ends are very thin. We're wide receivers. There's about, I have five or six more names that we didn't even get to. Uh, Watson, the kid from North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. They love him. Um, well, that's what I mean. You could you could take the best tight end right now, have Kelsey's replacement in place, ready to go, and then second, third round, take another wide receiver. That's right. You could take a flyer on Mechie even if you want. I was just going to bring Correct. up Mechie's name. Mechie's still there, right? Pierce from Cincinnati too. There's so many. Yeah, I like I like what you went with that pick. Actually, uh, they might actually do that. <laughs> Who do you have, Dad? Did you go through the whole round though? Did you have? I did not. No. No. I did not. But you know, should be don't we have to mention the Cowboys' first pick? I. I but my thing is, I don't even want to mention their first pick because they're in such limbo there. I just yeah. don't think Dallas is going to be there. I really don't. Oh. Okay, so it's it's real not even worth making a guess. Okay, to me it's not. I don't think Dallas is there. Yeah, I think I think they're going to trade up with somebody. Offensive line, they need it. They, they just need too many things. If let's let's go into the scenario, like I said, they have moved up to wherever they've moved up. Where are they going to try and go? To me, it's O line or it's pass rushing. That's where Dallas is going to go. Losing Lawrence was a big blow. Yeah, losing Lawrence was a huge blow. Yeah, well, if they if O line is what they want, that would make sense moving up. Yeah, because the top four are gone there. Linwall, well, Linwall makes five to center, mm-hmm. so they didn't get any of the top five. So they would have to move up to do that. You know, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, and that has been. I believe anybody got any last thoughts, or can we uh, can we can we wrap this up? The pa- Patriots second and third round. Any do they, do they have picks? Oh, Gosh, stop it. I don't, I, don't, I don't have time for that. Second and third round. Who knows? That's probably where they'll take an offensive lineman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm, I'm okay with them taking like a secondary cornerback later in the draft because they've had so much success yeah. getting guys late in the round. And same with offensive linemen. I'm okay with them grabbing someone later. Cornerback, mm-hmm. yeah, like that. I'm, I'm yeah. fine waiting and even taking third round. Yeah. Third, yeah, because they have, they have the safety position all locked up. 
So if they want to bring a young guy in who might not be ready yet but need to play him, they could do a cover two, cover three look all the time mm-hmm. and have those corners play man still and not have to worry about No one coaches a secondary up better than Belichick. Right. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine even. Like, if they want to just pass on all the cornerbacks, Bill loves to take in those undrafted players and see what they got, and he seems to find undrafted corners – Yep. Almost every year, it seems. Mm. Or at least every other year, I guess. Yeah. And that's why I was so okay. I'm not even concerned. That's why I was okay with them not paying J.C. Jackson. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not really concerned about them drafting a cornerback, in, in, certainly early. Yeah. Is there is there a more – to me, I might be wrong on this. Is there a more obvious pick – you see, you have some different than I thought. Mm. Is there a more obvious pick for me than the Bills potentially taking a running back in the first round? No. Because it's, it's like the one thing they need. Right. I, I thought about that, but I didn't see any high-end running backs really even going that early. That's why. Right. Maybe, maybe they could wait even. Maybe. One will, one will fall. The kid from Michigan State was really good. I'm trying to find his name right here. Um, Walker from Michigan State. Um, you know, it could be what's what Hall from Iowa State. Could be more maybe what they're looking for in terms of a power back playing in Buffalo. What's Buffalo's pick? 30, uh, 25. 25? Okay. I, I think I think that makes sense for Buffalo. I think Walker Walker could be your first and second down back. And then Singletary, I think, would make a better third down back, wouldn't he, in a way? He might. Yeah. Because they can't running Josh Allen all the time. No. Yeah. The funny thing about of course the funny thing in Buffalo was um was they had they thought they had locked up the best third down back in the league in, in McKissick from, from Washington. Yeah, yeah. JD changed his mind and said, I'm going back to DC. So which I don't know why he did that, but I guess he just loves that area. I don't know. Um Snyder's getting fired soon. You know why he went back? He wants to play with Taylor Henneke. That's what it's all about. Um, oh, well, he's going to be sad if they take Malik. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway, so uh, oh, that's right. He wants to play with Wentz. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Carson he wants to Wentz. play with Wentz. All right. Anyway. What's up? So that has been our NFL draft preview special. We're ready to wrap this up. Uh, Larry, you can stay on, uh, stay on with us to uh, just wrap up the last few bits of the show if you want. I will. I will keep my mouth shut and listen. Go ahead. Uh, you can. You can add commentary. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, Tommy report. The first, yeah, the, the weekly Tommy report. Uh, he made a TikTok. He made a TikTok account. That's what Tom Brady's up to. That's all he's doing. Okay. That's all he did. Uh, so that's been the Tommy report. All right. Doc, well, can I just say one more thing about the draft? Go for it. Broncos, <laughs> even though they don't have a first round pick, still have nine picks in this draft. Um, Raiders. Let's see who's. Rams, Rams have eight picks, but they don't have any in the first two rounds. Listen, the Rams are going to trade away all those picks. <laughs> Miami <laughs> only has four, four picks. Yeah. And the Raiders only have five. Mm. Dominic, I have one more. I have to go back to one more draft thing. Yeah, go for it. Again, there's so many talented receivers out there. There's so many great, great athletes in the country. And you said you think Washington's going to give in in McLaren. Those guys, they want $25 million a year. He wants $100 million for four years. Mm-hmm. He's not worth that. He's probably I, not. You know, I, say, I say no and draft him somebody else. I know. I get that. And, and I think um, – and I talked about this last episode, which is all these wide receivers who got <laughs> all this big money over this offseason – 
this isn't what the norm is going to be. The bubble is going to burst either yeah. after this draft or next draft. Okay. And, I, and that's why I don't pay Debo and I don't pay AJ Brown. I just think Washington's scenario, bad PR. You have your quarterback at least for now, but you're not paying him a ton. You will still need to figure something out later. You have no other weapons, but you still could contend because the division is so bad. I get why they would in their scenario pony up the cash for Terry McClellan. There you go. You make a good point with the Washington PR situation that um, the last thing they need is to let McLaren walk. So that could be a factor. Okay. Um, one other, a couple other things with the draft. Um, the Panthers, I know you said they love the quarterback. You're going to take it. You know, they don't have a second round pick or a third round pick, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. Also, which players do you think are more likely to get traded in this draft? Like, between Debo Samuels, A.J. Brown. I'm going to throw his name out there. He's not going to get traded, but Kyler Murray. Mm. Um, do you think there's a chance a big name gets traded during the draft, too? For some picks? Yeah. Potentially, yes. I think Debo is gone. Just a moment. Yeah, I do, too. I, know, I, think, I keep yeah. seeing the Cowboys come up for him. Uh-huh. Which I actually... I don't like that for Dallas. You don't? Well, they, they're fine with the physicality of running back spot. They need more of pure wideout. And they need to move up in this draft. And they need a, a smart offensive coach that can use properly. That that, right. but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't like that for Dallas. I, but I definitely do. I think Debo is probably uh, the most likely of the big name wide receivers. To I move. feel like it's gonna ha- it's gonna have to happen during the draft. Someone's gonna get good. It. it could happen during the draft in order for someone to move up. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. All right. That is it. That is it on the draft stuff, guys. Darwin Award to wrap this up. All right. We're doing the drum roll? We are. And you're you're announcing it. Yeah. Do you need to move closer to the mic? All right. right. Drum roll, please. Let's go. This week's Darwin Award is New York Yankees fans. Uh, for, that, for the incident on, I believe it was Saturday. Yes. Where they walked it off. And then Yankees fans started pelting Miles Straw of the Cleveland Guardians with trash. beer cans, trash, wrappers, all that stuff. Yankee fans once again showing they are maybe the worst fans in all of sports. Yeah. Uh, very classless. They, I don't know, they're just they're so good at being the worst. Yeah. Now, I, I've never seen a heckling from a fan to a athlete then turn into the entire place throwing trash on the field and trash at the guys. Yeah. And I've, I'll, they need their own teammate, their own team to come yeah, out and I, make them stop. I have never seen a team have to run out into the outfield to tell their fans to calm down because that, that was, that was crazy. I'm like, you, it's I, funny. If you're sitting somewhere like in a bar with no sound, and you look up at the screen and you see Michael Straw climbing like Spider Man. <laughs> you're going, what's going on? <laughs> you know, actually, I don't blame Straw at all. I don't blame him either. <laughs> hey, this so, is it was funny to see that because I had no idea what was happening. What What is Straw doing? You know, I thought he was, I see, I, from a distance, I thought he was. He was giving the ball to a fan and doing something. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was not that. It was not that. Uh, it was not, no, no, They really the only Yankee in Yankee Stadium too. Yeah, only in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> they, they do have a habit of this. Yes. They've, they've littered the field several times. Uh, mm. It was. Uh, we talked about well, last week, I think. The, the four. Yeah, the A Rod incident where he slapped the ball out of his hands, and when they called him out, they started littering the field with cans, balls, anything they could throw. Mm-hmm. So they they. They really make a habit out of this. Yes, they do. Okay. Speaking of Yankees, one thing I got to pick with both of you, wow. your top 10 villain list. Ah. Where was George Steinbrenner? 
He was on the honorable mention. No, he needs to be top three because you talk about the evil empire and the Yankees. He's the one. Did you guys ever hear this Kevin Millar story? After 03, after game seven, they lost that game. Millar looks out. And who's flipping off the bus as they're leaving? George Steinbrenner. I actually have not heard that story. Did you hear when 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 the Yankees got a ride and Steinbrenner's like, well, if you actually care about your team, you're going to go the extra mile to get players like this. <laughs> so All right. this guy needs to be, and he again, you know, I know you guys put Jeter on the list, but I'm trying to think of a better reference to this, it's not coming to me, but. Like, okay, Star Wars, right? Yeah. Darth Vader's evil, right? He's the bad guy. But he's listening to the Emperor. That's Steinbrenner. He's the one pulling all no, the strings. You do have a good point, because, yeah, he was the man. But the reason I wanted to keep him off the list is because I'm actually I'm reading uh, Joe Torrey's book right now. And George Steiner really is kind of a spineless man <laughs> behind the scenes. He loves to get other people to do his dirty work for him. He never wanted to okay. uh, chew out anyone if other people weren't there to have his back. So he really was kind of, a, in his own way, a pushover. Was he? Because don't forget, he's also the one who had started paying baseball players the skyrocketing figures. You know what I think a good villain thing for Steinbrenner is? Leo DiCaprio and Django Unchained. Ah, oh, that's a good one. That's because there was uh, Samuel Jackson's character was the one really kind of pulling the strings, and he wasn't smart enough to really figure it out. He needs yeah. other people to do his dirty work. And another one, which I'm surprised didn't make the all world mention, you could put any four of them in here, but the Ravens of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, and Joe Flacco. The, Patriots had, the problem was is there wasn't one that stood out enough. You could have clumped them together. You could have. Because they had wars. They came to Foxborough in the playoffs and beat us a couple times. They did, yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Joe Flacco beat us and beat Brady in a whole playoff. It just, it hit different, though, when you had already had a bunch of success before. Okay. That's but, that's the real thing. But they had some wars. They did. Oh, they did. They did. But like I said, it, it hits different when you have two or three Super Bowls already with that core. And and uh, listen, we don't like the Ravens, but but... We got the Super Bowls at least still beforehand. All right. it's, it's okay. If that happened before the success, I would agree with you more. Okay. But I do feel like it hit different. But Dad, do you have any comments on uh, on on his his gripe with the list? <laughs> I, have, I have nothing to say. I'm I'm just glad you threw I'm glad you threw Will Chamberlain in for us old timers. <laughs> no problem. I got you. I got you. We gotta we gotta yeah. we gotta remember there there was a sports uh, there was a sports. You know, look out before that us. That was you the know? original yeah. uh, player rivalry, him and Bill Russell. You're right. You you would not believe uh, how much we hate in World Trade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, but the Darwin Award going to the Yankees fans for once again being some of the most classless, probably the most classless fan base in all of at least American sports. And it didn't go to Tyson, a punching guy in the plane? Nah, because I feel like most people kind of have Mike Tyson's back on the guy was being obnoxious. <laughs> I should actually should put that in rapid fire news. Ah, you probably should have. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, thank you to Larry Lorenzano down there in South Carolina. Dan as well calling in for the watch this. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun with this draft preview and uh, one of the most wide open drafts of all time. So I'm sure we'll be wildly wrong. <laughs> um, and I look forward to if they don't take picket, uh, you all coming up with a joke for the crack stuff. <laughs> All right. 
Thank you very much, everyone. Slow your roll. Uh, it's at slow your roll on Instagram, slow your roll on Twitter, and slowyourroll.com for Jesse's articles, past shows, clips, and any other news and information in sports. Have a great rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>